0: Early this week, I found this video of a court proceeding where they asked an expert witness to give testimony on the way that they were depicting a certain image and video. And through that whole process, one of the lawyers asked how the algorithm behind program that they were using, how did that algorithm work? And the expert not explain what k-nearest-neighbor was, and for you who are not in um, analytics at all, k-nearest-neighbor is a way in which an algorithm can draw from specific pieces of data that are near other points of reference, and likewise, he couldn't explain how k-nearest-neighbor was different than other algorithms used in videography or video software. So although you may not be a lawyer in a courtroom, I'm going to give you some tactics and strategies about how you can understand how an algorithm, a calculation, a report, how they all work so that you can ask those who are building those analytics projects for you. And once you can understand how they work, then you can easily communicate that to others who are interested. Hey, this is Caleb, and you're listening to the Healthcare Analytics Podcast. Doing a lot of work behind the scenes is my teammate Tatsuya Murao. Let's say you are in a meeting where there is new development work being done, and the development team has come to you and the others in the leadership team to deliver on what was promised in the uh, a, a set of work for your project. It could be working on a database. It could be developing a new algorithm. It could be developing reports, whatever it is in analytics. The development team is delivering to you a piece of work to use, to make better decisions. And so while meeting with them, It's not easy to understand what work they have done and if it meets your criteria. So, for example, suppose you want to predict what your revenue will be in the future based on specific metrics or specific divisions within your organization or company. And as you ask more and more questions, the developers become more and more frustrated that you don't understand what's really going on behind the scenes. And so in this episode, I would like to give you a few tactics that can help you detach from the entire situation and truly understand what's going on so that you can communicate that to other leaders within your team and within your organization. I have seen this done on countless occasions, and I've seen these kinds of questions asked really, really well and really, really poorly. Sometimes I get a leader who really wants to understand the crux of what's going on behind the scenes. And other times I encounter leaders who don't really care at all and they just want something that works and they can check a box to say, yes, this works. But fundamentally, wherever you are, as far as leadership, you want to be able to explain how something works, even at the very, very top level, so that when somebody like the CEO or a board member or a stakeholder asks, hey, I've seen this report. How does it really work? How does this calculation work, et cetera. Then you don't have to give him the runaround of, oh, let me ask my analytics team to let you know. You can, at least at a very basic level, have an understanding about how a calculation, a metric, a visual works. And so the best place to start is asking in a meeting where you are with developers or an analytics team, asking them, hey, how does this work? How does this all come together? And if you have no prior knowledge of it before, then I would start with just a basic question of how does this work? And let the developer explain it in a most logical way possible some developers in my opinion are not capable of stepping back and looking at the whole picture to explain to you how it works if it's one of these developers who is very much in the weeds then it's better to have somebody in the middle who has been managing that work that can explain how the specific pieces of work add up to what you requested at the very very top end so after you have somebody who can explain to you how your request as far as an analytics project works, then they can explain to you in detailed level how it works in a step by step way. And so to give you an example in my experience of how this how this has happened is that I'm meeting on a call or in a room with the director or a CFO about a specific report and that CFO will then go page by page or metric by metric and look at it and say, is this accurate? Does this make sense based on other information that I know? And if they find something that's not accurate or does not really jive with other information that they have, then they'll ask, hey, what's going on here? And once they drill down to a specific metric or specific piece of data, then you need to explain how it works to those other leaders in your organization. And so when you ask, hey, how does this piece of metric work? Or how does this specific piece of information, how is it derived? Then the analytics team should be able to deliver that in two or three seconds, and then be able to explain how that's linked to the data. But you have to start with top level understanding of logic and so after you understand logically how something works then you can explain and you can break it down into further pieces and so this is the first strategy that i would like to impart to you is that when you've looked at something that you don't understand or you don't have a framework for understanding then ask how does this work and how does this relate to other pieces of information in this organization and once you understand its place within the entire picture, then you can start to ask educated questions about specific pieces of data. And so it's a process of starting from the top and breaking it down to the most basic level. And then once you've broken it down to the most basic level, then you have a general understanding of everything from the top line number, let's say, to the bottom line piece of data. So the first strategy is to break it down all the way to the bottom to understand what data flows where. The second method is to understand the process. So understand the process of how information is getting from one place to the other, or how a calculation is being done from one end to the other. And there are two different ways of coming to the same conclusion, but you need to look at it from at least these two different angles to understand from the top line how it works and break it down to the most basic level, as well as the process of how it gets there. And some analytics teams and some developers are really, really good at taking something that you have in your mind and breaking it down to basic tasks in order to deliver that to the very top but they may not have an understanding of how the process works. And so what I'm talking about when I speak about a process is how does the process of getting data from one end to the other work? How does the calculation work on a process by process level? And so I'll give you an example of when I've been able to understand how a specific calculation works, because often what I'm doing in Arcos Analytics is looking at a previous Excel sheet and transferring the calculations and knowledge from Excel into a more dynamic tool like Power BI, Tableau, et cetera. And so in this situation, I will go to the person who has originated the original Excel spreadsheet and say, hey, how are these calculations built? How did you grab this data? What did you do as far as the process to give me the output that I need? And so once I understand overall, hey, how this process works, then I can translate that process into a more automated way using a database and visualization tools that can make it much easier to do often. The process that is done manually in Excel can be automatic in something like an ETL process and Power BI or Tableau. And the reason why is because different tools allow for different kinds of usability. And many people who can use Excel really, really well find it difficult to translate those processes into something more automated and more advanced that deals with data on a larger basis. So once I understand the process of, hey, this is the general process that you use in order to build this report, then I ask, okay, now what about the specific pieces of of calculations or the specific pieces of data within that report? How are these calculated on an information by information basis or a field by field basis? And if you have a good analytics team or a good developer, they can explain to you how it's done. Sometimes you'll get situations where a piece of work or let's say an Excel spreadsheet has been handed down from person to person to person and has been iterated so many times that the in-person cannot really tell you what you need to know. And in that case, it takes a lot of work because it would either need to be built from the ground up or you would have to then go back to the leadership team to understand what their original intention was for that piece of work. So if the first two strategies involve first analyzing or breaking down a project to its most basic form, and the second strategy is to understand the process of getting from one point to the other, then there are tactics within these two general strategies that can help you out. And these tactics are simply tactics of deduction because you haven't necessarily done the work and you as a leader don't really have the time to dig into every specific piece of of that analytics project so if you don't have the time you just need to understand how it works and there are tools of deduction that you can use to understand those problem areas that you know you need to make sure to shore up and in any project there are specific areas where you have a greater understanding that needs to be more precise or needs to be buttoned down and in those specific areas it's easy to use powers of deduction or deductive ability in order to ask the right questions to get to the answer that you need to understand if there's more work that needs to be done there. And something as simple as deductive reasoning can separate out good from bad leaders quite quickly because leaders who have great deductive skills can understand something in analytics that has to do with an advanced algorithm, something like K-Nearest Neighbor, which is essentially a way to classify specific pieces of information based on how similar they are to other pieces of information. And so an algorithm like K-Nearest Neighbor will, will group specific pieces of information based on certain criteria. So if you're in a boardroom and you ask a developer who has developed a project for you and your organization, hey, what is k-nearest neighbor? What is this algorithm behind the scenes doing? And if they can't quite answer that sufficiently, then you know that there are some areas that need to be looked into at a deeper level. And so these powers of deduction can help you gather the information you need to make sure that the project stands on its own. Because fundamentally what you're doing as a leader is you want to understand does this thing stand on its own if it is robust and is capable of undergoing stress then it can stand on its own and if not then it needs to go back to the drawing room in order to be reworked and to be enhanced at the very very least and a good leader can gather the information that they need from the analytics team And make them feel comfortable at the same way. Now, those two are very, very difficult because in a boardroom situation, it can sometimes be combative where the leadership is asking something of developers and the developers give a short answer or an inadequate answer that doesn't really meet the criteria or doesn't really satisfy those leaders. And so... If you have a leader who just asks questions in order to make sure that they're in charge, then they're not really getting down to understanding what's really going on. And so it takes some skill and some tact as a leader to ask the right questions, but then ask them in a way where they are helping the analytics team get better at the end. And so if everybody in the room has an understanding that the entire organization can get better and it can improve then there's not this combative scenario and it's just a general understanding of hey we're all on the same team we all want the same things so let's improve our skill set in order to elevate the organization as a whole and teams at a more basic level and so once there's a general understanding or what i'll say is culture about improving a leader can step in and say I understand that this is difficult work to build what we're asking for, but based on these difficulties, where are you and how can we help you overcome specific situations? And once you are able to explain that in a basic way, then you can be able to help an analytics team who is stuck in the weeds on every specific problem and every specific metric in order to deliver something then you as a leader can help the analytics team detach and look at their project from a higher level. And once you do this, then it's a lot easier to evaluate the project as a whole and help them understand the pieces of the project that need to improve. So if two general strategies are to analyze or break down a specific piece of work to its most basic level, and the second strategy is to understand the process of getting one place to the other. Two specific tactics that you can use is to first be able to have deductive reasoning at your disposal to deduce what's actually going on at a very basic level. And so if there's a specific calculation to be able to be able to deduce this specific Piece of data is doing this, and if that's this way, then this is going on behind the scenes as well. And make sure that all your deductions are accurate and/or true. So, if the first tactic is making good deductions, then the second is to have an attitude that is not combative and is cooperative. And attitude is something that may seem very ephemeral and not very tactical. But it is very, very important for the progress of any piece of work. As I close out this episode, I would like to leave you with two people who made an impression on me as being good leaders who were able to employ different strategies and tactics in the boardroom, who improved outcomes by asking and engaging with other leaders in their organization in a productive way. And the first was a colleague that I worked with this year who was from Mexico City. His name was Fernando. Every time he got on a call or a phone call, he would always begin by saying hello, good afternoon, good morning, etc. And this small thing is very, very common in Central America because it's a way to introduce yourself in a very professional but very friendly way. And so even if... Other leaders in the organization gave him a call about something not working or a specific piece of information that they needed. He always calmly started with, hello, good morning. What is it you guys need? How can I help you? And this habit of his made a big impression to me because no matter how large the problem was, he always approached his fellow leaders and fellow developers in the same way very professional but also very friendly this is something that some organizations and some cultures don't necessarily embrace but personally i found it very very helpful because what it does when somebody asks you a lot of questions and they want to get to the bottom of something then they just want that and so if you as a leader are able to step back and say hello, good morning, or hello, I I recognize you as a person. How can I help you as a person overcome the problem that you have? That disarms them to a point to where there is an environment where cooperation can happen. And that cooperation can lead to a greater level of results because of everybody understanding that nobody is against them that everybody really wants the same thing and so that's one impression he made on me and other small things but just being able to get to a meeting and no matter how intense it was be able to say in an introductory way hello good morning how are you how can i help etc and it made a great impression to me because it's something that is very common, like I said, in in Central America to where when you enter a house, you say, excuse me, when you enter a store, you say hello. All those things are very common in Central America that in the United States we don't necessarily employ. But if we were to employ them, then it may set you above everybody else, or it may set you apart in the way of saying, oh, that person is, is different because of the way that they're professional when they encounter a meeting that is very demanding. The second person that I would like to mention was somebody who um, was an old boss back in the early days of my career, and he was hard-nosed, I'll tell you. His name was Jim, and he was over a division in the sales team, but he was very financially focused, so most sales guys or a lot of sales guys don't have that nose for finance, and so once they get a report, they'll say, oh, these are my numbers Thanks and go on about their day. But me being in the finance department, this salesperson who was quite impressive uh, as an individual, but also very, very stern, would come and say, Hey, what's going on here? What's going on with this number? Why is this incorrect? And week after week would push and push and improve my skill set because he would always want something better. He would always expect. Something more than what I delivered in the past and that high expectation was able to elevate me and elevate him as a leader because then he would have a deeper understanding of how his reports are being generated then an analyst would be able to deliver good reports that he could rely on and so that made a big impression to me because there are some leaders who like I said don't care. But then there are others who care to a degree that they're willing to roll their sleeves up and really understand what's going on. And those leaders who take the time in understanding how a specific algorithm works or how a specific visual is being determined, etc. Those leaders can help other leaders in their organization understand what's really going on. And your personality does have a role to play. But if you understand that there are specific strategies you can use, such as being able to break things down to their most basic level, as well as understand the process within a specific piece of work of getting from one place to the other, if you can understand those two strategies, as well as deploy tactics that are based on deduction and are based On creating an environment that is conductive to doing good work. And so, what ways can you improve your leadership skills in intense or high level meetings by employing good strategies and tactics? How can you build a habit of asking good questions and understanding how specific algorithms, reports, calculations, and anything else involving analytics works? If you can employ specific strategies and make them a habit, then you're more likely to succeed than not. And personally, I have seen great success in my own life when I am able to detach and use strategies that have worked in the past. And if you have any other ideas or thoughts about strategies and tactics in a boardroom, you can feel free to reach out to me at Caleb at ArcosAnalytics.com or Todd at Todd at ArcosAnalytics.com. And you can always find us on LinkedIn or Twitter, where we post often about our latest work, what we're doing, etc. So thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next time.